Good afternoon, MedVet listeners. This is Marcus here at the Graf Foot, Ankle, and Wound Care Center out in Plano, Texas. We're about to get ready to interview Dr. Graf on site, so we're not in the camera social studio. If you're having foot problems or any pain in your feet, this is the podcast for you. So thanks for listening and stay tuned for more. The force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. So, good afternoon, MedVet listeners. We are here today with Dr. Graf from the Graf Foot, Ankle, and Wound Care uh, uh, right here in Plano, Texas. Today is our first day traveling, so we are not in the camera social studios. Um, with that being said, good morning, Dr. Graf. Good morning. Good. good morning. I'm glad y'all are here and appreciate you coming out. Yes. Yes. So, Dr. Graf, if you don't mind, can you just let the listeners know a little bit about what it is you do in your practice? Sure. So as a uh, foot and ankle specialist, as a, a podiatrist, uh, we are, it's a branch of medicine that we specialize in the lower extremity. Uh, anything really from uh, below the knee down, we take care of uh, really any, any pathologies or any, any illnesses, any um, disease processes that, that involve the lower extremity. So you know, as, as little as nail care, as, uh, all the way up to uh, ankle fractures and the Achilles repairs, anything really below the knee. Uh, we take care of it, you know. So we try to, to cover anyone who has uh, lower extremity ailments, uh, whether it be uh, chronic pain on a daily basis in the heel, which we hear, you know, all day long of patients with heel pain and um, you know, or arthritis pain in the midfoot and the forefoot that they have pain when they're running, and they can't perform their normal activities just due to pain. So mm-hmm. really, anything that's bothering a patient in the lower extremity, and uh, you know, we do. We're also a wound care center, and we're wound care we're wound care specialists. All the uh, the doctors here are wound care specialists, so um, we uh, you know specialize also in, in limb salvage and uh, preservation of the lower extremity and so yeah that's something i'll ask more about as well yeah as far as the limb salvaging yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a big deal it's a big deal uh, in in the world really at, at this point with all the diabetics and the increase in in diabetes um you know so there's more wounds than you'd you'd really know out there and so okay. mm-hmm. um and, and these wounds lead to significant uh, decrease in, in life expectancies they they lead to uh, quality of life uh, issues. You know, patients if they, they have these wounds, they can't go out and to, to dinner. They have you know wounds that they they smell bad, and so they they drain. There's an infection issue for those who they're around, and and certainly it's it's a it's a limb salvage and preservation issue. Many of the patients don't understand they have a wound, and they don't understand the 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 really the the disease process and how severe it is and that it leads to loss of toe which then can lead to the loss of the foot and the lower extremity and then eventually loss of life comes with that shortly so you know we, we specialize in keeping them out of the hospital um, mm-hmm. and pretty much do everything in-house whether it be IV antibiotics uh, debridements um, surgery you know mm-hmm. everything in-house and then keep them out of the hospital keep their quality of life easy uh, as they're going through the wound care process so it's, it's easy it's a kind of a family environment and, and you know it's not like in a hospital setting where there's a lot of nervous, you know, nervousness and, and uh, long uh, trips into the hospital. So, how um, so the limb salvaging is, is just essentially what it says, like saving their limbs. Correct. Uh, okay. It can just be saving their toe. I mean, it can, it can be saving. You know, they, 
diabetics, and it's not just diabetics, it's patients with peripheral vascular disease, mm -hmm. peripheral neuropathy, who they don't have to be diabetic by any means, but they get wounds on their toes, and they get wounds on their heel, and they get wounds on their legs from what's called venous insufficiency or lymphedema. Mm -hmm. And so they get these draining wounds on their legs and they, all this swelling. Uh, that, that's really tough for lymphatic patients. So patients with significant swelling, it's really tough if you if you go out and then the legs are draining and they're weeping and uh, you know, there's wounds and, and they can be seen visually you know, when they're walking. And, and so it's, it's tough from a quality of life aspect for the patient. So we, we, we also specialize in, in, the, in venous insufficiency and venous uh, stasis ulcerations. So to, quickly, maybe <laughs> like stupid to ask, but where do the wounds come from? Like, do, does it just happen over time? Is it? No, like and you know, and that's what a lot of patients think. Just because I'm a diabetic, do I get wounds? And yeah. the answer is no, you don't. And yeah. So, you know, wounds develop from the, the complications of diabetes being peripheral neuropathy and peripheral vascular disease. You know, those are two of the big things. If you get if you have neuropathy, so lack of sensation in your feet, you don't feel a callus uh, that's developing. Those calluses very often lead to wounds underneath the cal calluses are bad ultimately. Yeah. And so when a callus develops on a, on a foot and a patient who should feel the callus and uh, they don't because of neuropathy, the callus gets bigger and bigger and then there's a, a, a abscess or a little wound that develops underneath it and then one day they're walking and they see blood on the floor and that's they, they realize they have a wound. Well, mm -hmm. they still probably don't get it addressed that day because they don't feel it and they don't think it's that big of a deal. So it's processes like that that really lead to wounds. You know, They don't feel their foot and so they don't feel the callus or they don't mm -hmm. feel the rubbing on the shoe or they don't feel the hammer toe that's contracted and, and then the tip of the toe is hitting the ground in an abnormal fashion. And so those processes lead to development of calluses or development of, of blisters. And so, you know, then because they don't feel it, the wound develops and gets really severe and it gets into the bone and it's not addressed for weeks. Mm -hmm. And then once they get the wound, they have, you know, diabetics also have a higher uh, risk of peripheral arterial disease, peripheral vascular disease. And so now they have a wound, they don't have adequate blood flow to heal the wound, okay? Mm -hmm. And so that's where the difficulty becomes. And so it's not just because you're diabetic, you just automatically develop these wounds, or okay. if, you're, if you, you, know, you, you have swelling in your legs, you develop venous stasis or, or, or lymphedema that leads to the wounds. Yeah. There's disease processes that lead to it. Yeah, and you know, like I said, you know, yeah, diabetes is one of the things, but you know, I guess one of the things I'm familiar with is bunionectomies and athlete's foot. Sure. You know, can you explain a little bit more? Yeah, about and, I mean, so that, that's the, you know, wound care is just a, a branch of, of what we do. Yeah. The rest of it is lower extremity, anything in the lower extremity, you know, really no matter what it is. You know, bunions are, are deformities that are really pathological deformities. They're, they're, the pathology develops from genetics, okay? So mm -hmm. there's, is, people think that it's, I wore high-heeled shoes and it causes bunion. That's really not true. It's your genetics almost every time that causes a bunion okay. to form. They're, they're, wow. they're progressive deformities, so they're going to get bigger. They're going to get larger over time. They're going to start causing pain on the inside of the, inside of the foot, and the patients can't wear the shoes that they want to wear. Very often with bunions... It's not that they just hurt all the time. And so if you wore you know, sandals, usually the bunny doesn't hurt. But patients, they'll come in and say, well, I have this, this deformity. And I'll ask them, does it hurt? And they're like, no. And, and I said, well, does it hurt when you wear the shoes you want to wear? Like, yeah, yeah, it does. I'm, well, yeah. then it does hurt. Yeah. You know, so it does hurt. So if you wear the shoes you want to wear, it does hurt. Yeah. And, so, and, and those are reasons why we get it fixed. Because it's affecting the shoe gear you, you want to wear, you desire to wear. Uh, and then, you know, they, hurt, they affect your ability to go out and run and exercise because they cause pain. Is there a bump on the, uh, mm -hmm. on the inside of the foot? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a bony deformity. It's a bony okay. deformity that's progressive. They get larger over time. And typically we fix them. But there's, you know, it's really not that big of a deal to fix mm -hmm. anywhere. I mean, we make a, a small incision. We do minimally invasive 
bony neck means now and these small incisions and you cut it and you move it over you walk the same day you wear a, a you know a boot for maybe a couple of weeks but you walk and you you drive you can go to work and you know there's not that much pain associated with it in general a few okay, patients will, you know some patients have more pain than others but in general there's not a lot of pain Okay. So, but then you go back to like the, like you said, like 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 fungus or, or you know, athlete's foot, mm-hmm. and that's just a common issue also. Very often with the athlete's foot, there's more to it also. A lot of times there's eczema uh, or maybe psoriasis that's underlying cause of what patients feel is, is a mm-hmm. chronic tinnipedis or chronic athlete's foot. There's a lot of times there's more to it than just athlete's foot. So we, and that's why you got to come in and find out what is the underlying pathology or the underlying disease process that's going on. Because it's not just normally just athlete's no, foot. There's I, yeah. more to it. I mean, yeah. so it's, it's kind of crazy it. just hearing you talk because two things I'm thinking about is how often do I have to get my feet checked, like, you know, per year, I would say. And then how often should I be changing my sneakers? And, or, <laughs> well, how often should you get your feet checked? And the, the answer is in a, in a young, healthy person, you, you probably don't have to get it checked at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, unless there's something abnormal that's occurring. So if you have, you know, these, these plaques or these, this, this the, your feet itch, or but that's typically not, I mean, to be honest, that common, something that you can't take care of yourself. But if it is something that's chronic that continues to, uh, to occur, or you get in between the toes, a lot of young people get in between the toes, like the fourth and fifth toes, they get, mm-hmm. this, they get this maceration. It's kind of white in the inner spaces and it's too wet and they got a little callus in there. And it's because they have a little, ultimately a hammer toe and there's a bone rubbing on the fourth toe. And these are problems that'll, that'll persist. It's gonna get worse. And so if you have issues that are, that are occurring on a regular basis and they're not getting better uh, and they're affecting your ability to do what you wanna do, you should get them checked. Okay. So if you're diabetic, it's different. Now, if you're a diabetic or you're a person, not just diabetes, but you have you have numbness in your feet, yeah. you should be getting your feet checked on a regular basis. Every three months is recommended for a okay. diabetic. We see our diabetics every every two to three months, usually every three months with our diabetics. Um, with, with patients who have calluses, they should, you know, if they have a callus that's bothering them, you know, and they're on a regular basis, it's hurting, mm-hmm. they should come get it checked. And those are because the calluses oftentimes need to be, need to be debrided and removed and they usually come back. A callus is really ultimately a pressure problem. It's not a growth. You know, it's not something that just grows. It's, yeah. it's something that's developing due to pressure. So when you get little calluses and things rub on your feet, you should get those checked. If you have pain in your heel, get that checked. You don't have to live with pain. So many patients have pain in their heel just chronically, and it's called plantar fasciitis, and mm-hmm. they just never get it checked. And it's pretty easy to get resolved, actually. We, we get that to go away almost every time. You know, 80, about 80, I would say 85, 9% non-surgically, we get the, the, the heel pain uh, to resolve non-surgically, and, and, and it's really not that big of a deal. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's transition to the mobile clinic. All right. So you guys started that last year. What what brought that about? What I mean, that was really my response to COVID. I was frustrated about mm-hmm. COVID and that, that patients couldn't come to see us, and um, I, was, I just tried to figure out well, how can we go to them and. And I don't remember how, but something came up in my mind that oh, we'll go to we'll we'll go to them. That's what we'll do. We'll go to yeah. them. We'll make it easier for a lot of the seniors to to be seen, and they're scared to come out. And uh, so the idea is just to, to develop a clinic that was on wheels that we could go to their communities. And so we really try to go to the to the senior communities with the mobile clinic and go mm-hmm. and, and see them. And so that's what we're really trying to push, trying to push the ability to go to the patients. And I mean, whether it be like in the senior communities, we can literally creep down the street and, yeah. and they have appointment times and we just they walk out the door and nice get in truck. and then that's ice cream <laughs> truck coming down. It's the foot truck. I got the foot truck coming, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. we just kinda you know, in these communities that they they know what's coming and we can go and see them and make it easy on them. And we wanna make things easy. I'm a we're you know, our organization is about making healthcare easy for the patient, easy to come see us, easy to to communicate, um, and, and you know, for seniors ease of transportation so if we can go to them and they can literally walk out their door or go to their community center and get seen and and then uh, you get treated and mm-hmm. then 
you know, ride the golf cart back home. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty nice. And so, how how would they set an appointment? If, if uh, just call the office and tell okay. them that, that you know. Usually, we try to get communities involved. Yeah, so definitely. it's hard for us to go to, to one to one. Yeah. So we're trying to get you know, mm-hmm. a senior community or a senior center or. Um, whatever that it may okay. be, we're trying to go to so that we can, you know, maximize our efficiency of, of our time. You know, when mm-hmm. we get there, so we can see, you know, the, the patients that need to be seen. So it's usually trying to go to the communities, and so and then we get community, you know, they usually community organizers involved, and then uh, we get out and, and send out emails and, and notifications that hey, we're coming. You okay. can sign up. Usually, you know, Alex or one of our one of our marketers will have it to where we're, where they can get signed up, and there's kind of get on our schedule for the mobile clinic. Mm-hmm. And it's a full on, full on clinic. I mean, just two, there's exam rooms, there's X-ray. Uh, you can literally do everything in that that mobile clinic. There's wheelchair lift. Um, you know, we got a driver that drives it out there, and and so it's it's pretty neat. Patients love it because it's easy. It's yeah. easy, and they can get they can get everything. It's not just you know coming in there getting their toenails clipped. And that's that's not really what it's designed for. Mm-hmm. It's really designed to come out and treat pathologies, treat wounds. You know, we'd love to go out and treat wounds in in senior communities and in, in, in senior centers and. Uh, even in, in assisted living facilities, that kind of thing, we, go out, we can treat their wounds. You know, we treat real pathologies. We'll cut the nails and do that kind of thing also. But we're really there to, to really help patients and, and to, to get them back on their feet and doing the things they want to do. No, it's a, it's a great new landscape, I think. And I think that the fact that you got on it, you know, during COVID, I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to last for a while, you know, because patients love having the care brought to them nowadays, sure. you know. Yeah. So, and, about, um, you know, convenience. And we were talking about the mobile clinic. I was even thinking about preventative care like going to like maybe like a toyota we have all these yeah. all these employees well that's because... a, that's it and then we that is certainly on our horizon we've already been exploring that and we were communicating with the the large corporations and mm-hmm. a big push for us is hey we'll, we'll come to you and set up days and times and we'll come to their you know these these big 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 corporations and offices and say hey you know we'll just they can same thing they can we'll have a schedule for your mm-hmm. people they can have, you know go out in 15 minutes come back and get back to work and make it easy more efficient for the really the employees and employers to to get taken care of and, and it's not such a big deal i don't have to go drive to dallas or drive mm-hmm. wherever and and take three hours to go get make to, you know make an appointment or, or go see the doctor we come to you make it easy you know efficient for uh, the business really so yeah it's kind of a i think a new branch and a, a new way to do things and i think it'll 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 you know gain speed and i think it'd be good how often how often do patients come to you like you know they have a pain or something wrong with their foot and they feel like they automatically need surgery right because for example i would say when i was in the military i was um stationed in iraq and i had this super better way to steel toe boots and I had this crazy ingrown toenail yeah and I mean, it was it was to the point I, th- I thought I needed my foot cut off, <laughs> you yeah. know, and then I let it get so bad it got gangrene and stuff. Well, and I was just like, man, I think I'm gonna need to get my. You toe probably didn't boot. actually have gangrene, so gangrene is actually a uh, inadequate blood supply to okay. the tissue, and the tissue dies. So it's probably not gangrene, but you probably had a really bad infection. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, you had a bad infection, and you know, like ingrown nails, we see you know five, six, seven, eight of those a day. Uh-huh. You come in same day, we're gonna we're gonna just gonna numb it up. It, it takes you know ten minutes. We numb it up. We take care of the nail. We put a chemical on so it doesn't grow back, and it, it's nice and easy. Once again, we're making it easy. It's easy to come in. We do it the same day. Um, yeah, you know, ingrown nails are a really, really common problem that people don't address early enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they will go months and months and months with pain in their toe, and you really just come in, and it's, it's, it's pretty easy to get rid of. It's, it's, it's a really minor procedure, um, and, and, you know, we'll get you back on your feet. Same day, I, and patients, I tell them, they're, they're like, well, do I have to be out for like two weeks? I'm like, man, if you want to go play football tomorrow, you can go play football wow. tomorrow. I mean, we, I have football players come in. They have these yeah. nasty, really infected, ingrown toenails. We take care of that day, and the next day they can be back at practice. 
What, and so, what, what about gout? How is that? Yeah, we that. see gout all day long. We see gout all day long. What so, exactly is it? You, gout is an increased uric acid production. It's usually the body either is producing too much products that, that result in this uric acid buildup into the tissues. And it usually happens in the, the extremities, kind of really out in the toes where the, it's a cooler environment and these crystals can form into the joints. And it's, it, it really is a, a inflammatory issue. So you get inflammation of the joint due to the, the uric acid, the crystals depositing into the, into the joints and the soft tissues. Uh, you come in, we usually aspirate and we'll inject it and literally within 24 hours, you're usually back to normal. That's not, doesn't necessarily fix the pathology in the process. Mm -hmm. So we have to work on that also. There's, there's, it depends if you're overproducer or under excreter of, of these, these products. And so we have to address the, the, really the pathology. We do that with some medicines. If they continue to have reoccurrences, we can do that with medicines. We even have IV medicine now that we do, that we have patients start on and it'll actually kind of flush out the, the, the uric acid and the crystals from the joints lo more long-term. Mm -hmm. okay. So yeah, gout's a really common problem and it's just not something, once again, that patients need to go weeks with, with pain. And you come, call, come in, usually within that, that day, even 24 hours, the pains can be gone. Is it common just like elder patients or is no, it no, any, it's, yeah. in, it's in all, you know, usually 30s plus. Okay. But I mean, we've got 20 patients in, in the late 20s that get a bit, usually 30s plus, and so it can happen in any any patient. And so if you wake up and you've got a red, hot, swollen joint, yeah. you know, big toe joint, that's likely, not always, but it's yeah. likely gout, unless you, you know, if you're young and, or you know, young being anything, 30 to 60 is really mm -hmm. young. And so you wake up and you, you know, you, you have a red hot swollen joint, you went to bed as normally, you wake up and it's red hot swollen. You probably have either pseudo gout or gout, and they're kind of treated very similar. You come in, you know, we, we usually I'll inject the joint, and the, the pain goes away almost within 24 hours. Mm. Okay. And, you know, talking about the gout, you know, I always thought it was an old man's disease. No. And I learned my cousin, who's in the, his mid 40s, has the gout. I'm like, yeah. man, so it can really affect, you know, younger. Certainly, you know, yeah, and a lot of times, very often, as we really look into it, I really believe that a lot of times it's your kidneys aren't functioning properly and really excreting it enough. Mm. So that's that's oftentimes the problem. Patients are like, look, I stopped all alcohol and, and, and certain meats and fish and all these things that, that produce uh, increased periods in this production of this of this really these crystals and in, in the, the, the the causes of gout. It's not always just what you're eating and, and drinking. It's very often that your your body's not flushing it out quick enough, and so your body's your kidneys aren't kicking it out fast enough and so that's why we have to we have to address that also and there's some medicines we just we can put you on to to help with that process so okay. it's certainly not in just older patients yeah and that you know again you know different community look at things you know differently and that's one of the things i saw it was well if i got the gout i'm older I the gout going on yeah you got the gout <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a terrible disease. It <laughs> sounds like something horrible that gout's getting you. It's like the COVID. <laughs> yeah, the COVID. absolutely. Yeah. So, so all right. So let's let's transition into uh, you know, kind of I guess new technologies and new kind of techniques. Not anything. Not crypto, right? Not sure, Bitcoin, yeah, but not but more so like smart dressing or. Or 3D printing. I don't know. Do patients get cast when they leave? We do a lot of casting. We do a lot of casting in general. There's no necessarily. Not, there's not necessarily 3D casting, mm -hmm. but we have a lot of. I mean, it depends on you know from orthotics. There's new new technologies for orthotics and braces. We do cast for for braces for certain deformities of your foot and ankle. There's we cast the patient. Send the cast to to a lab. They make a brace based on that cast. Was specific for the patient. Same thing with orthotics. There's 3D printing. There there are 3D printing labs, but we really just we take a 3D image of the foot that goes to the lab. Lab makes some mails back there. More mm -hmm specific for the foot is from an orthotic standpoint um, you know some of the newer newer technologies in in, in medicine a lot, there's a lot of stem cells now that we're doing and whether we harvest it from the patient which we do and it's not a, a real 
a difficult thing. We can take it, I take it from the calcaneus a lot, just take stem cells and we'd spin it and, and we'll inject that back into tendons and sometimes into joints and, um, and that, that helps with, with healing tissues and getting rid of inflammation. Mm. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the newer technologies, just newer techniques in surgery, how we're doing things that it's just it doesn't put patients down for such a long time when we do surgeries like bunions and hammer toes. Mm-hmm. I mean, patients just aren't out as long just because newer techniques and not as much pain. Um, so, uh, yeah, there, just, there are there's a lot of other options. Wound care, there's a lot of new technologies from skin grafts. We do a lot of skin grafts where mm-hmm. we uh, and we order skin now. We don't have to take it from your body as much, and we still occasionally do, but we we order skin. And then we lay it on the patients, and it's just not as big of a, a process for them uh, from a, uh, a you know biological standpoint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What um, as far as like the um, the tissue would that be just to like so that their cells can kind of match one up and, and heal quicker? From a wound standpoint, yeah. yes, it's, it's really they really act kind of as growth factors. Got it, it just really speeds the the, the the rate at which the wound heals, and mm-hmm. so. You know, put these skin grafts on there they, they tend to be game changers i mean that with very often with certain wounds that, that are just really stalled out you put these grafts on these really strong growth factors and it really just pushes the wound to close faster and so uh you know it's, it's a big deal so um you know with some part of the newer technology we're talking about like from a wound care standpoint also one thing that we're doing is not you know if you get a, an abscess and infection you know these horrible infections you don't necessarily have to go to the hospital sometimes you go to the hospital not always but very often you go to the hospital and with a wound or with an infection and you get admitted for four or five days and then you're gonna you know it's it's a long really expensive process and the and with with our company we have everything here you don't very rarely would you i mean i just finished with a patient that had gas gangrene which is a big deal and we never sent him to the hospital i mean did multiple procedures here but he was able to stay home we did IV antibiotics you know outpatient he you know through the through the facility here and uh, if he had went to the hospital he'd been in the hospital for you know a week plus and, yeah um you know, he, he possibly would have lost his leg, and um, so you know, so those are those are technology. I'm talking about technology, it's just advances in the ability to treat uh, severe disease, not through the hospital necessarily. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all talking about saving money, you know, from healthcare, and that's a big you know savings. So we keep them out of the hospital. We can do our, our you know, we have a, a surgery center here, so we do our our surgeries here. We do it under local. We don't they don't have to be asleep, and that's mm-hmm. a big pro- problem also with our seniors. Well, I do a lot of surgery on seniors. We do a lot. Do a lot of them under local. You don't have to be asleep. Mm-hmm. They can drive home after. And like, what? Are you kidding me? I can get a bunny and done under local. I'm like, yeah, do it under local. Prefer that. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. A, a very high majority of just not when you're older. A lot of the older, the other younger people, you're you're gonna want to be asleep because you. Know, but if you're older and you say, look, I'm I'm more concerned about my heart disease and and, yeah. and these other problems, then we'll say, well, let's do it under local. I'll do it under local. I'll do a block behind your knee or uh, you're on your ankle. You won't feel anything. Or do it even locally. You just around the toe. You don't feel it, and you know you can drive home afterwards. And so. These processes to keep make things easier, keep you out of the hospital, uh, keep the cost of healthcare down, mm-hmm. and make make it easier for the patient to get back to their normal normal activities. Yeah, I love that actually. So a lot of convenience in what you're doing. We try to make it that way. Okay. You know, that's, that's something we try to really. Not everything is, is easy, and so it doesn't always go as smooth as everything it sounds. But it it, it, <laughs> uh, it, it, it tends be nice to be a too. lot easier. Though. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just usually these things aren't as big of a deal. We try to make it easy for the patient, and then and we work with patients. I mean, we're not gonna you know we're not out to 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 do anything that's gonna 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 harm them, whether financially or whatever. If they have a severe issue, we're gonna work with you. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, certain certainly have to. You, know, you have to you have to build patience and that kind of thing, but we're going to work with them also, and so you know we're trying to make things easy from every aspect of it. 
And so, so what locations are are you guys located at? All, all we have places? Dallas, the Snyder Plaza in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Prosper. Uh, we have our Plano office here, which is our main hub. Okay. Um, and then we've got some other branches that are about to open up also in uh, in, the, in the near future. And so, um, that's exciting. Yeah. So it, it's good. Like, yeah. I'm bringing a new doctor on. They'll start uh, next month, and um, there'll be some other branches that are opening up. And uh, like I say, trying to just try to enjoy what we're doing and, and, and make sure that the, the patients are getting good, great care and, and make it as easy as possible for them and uh, get them back to, to doing their things. Man, wow. I appreciate that, Dr. Graff. And then I would just like to close with, you know, maybe just letting patients know um, what, what, what tips or, or, or little um, nuances you can share, you know, if, if they have foot pain where they should come see you. Um, and, and kind of what, what sets, what sets uh, this practice apart from so many others, right? And, and reasons that, like, if they're experiencing pain, what yeah. tip, what's it? I mean, so share? really, I mean, if you have pain that's affecting you on a daily basis, you should get it checked out. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no reason to suffer with pain or not that that's affecting your ability to go run or to, mm-hmm. to okay. do the things you want to do on a daily basis. You have, you know, you say you have heel pain, you have, you have Achilles pain, you have foot pain. There's just no reason to struggle with it. Usually most pain, pain's not normal. A lot of patients think, oh, this is just, this is normal. I have pain, mm-hmm. this, that's normal. It's not normal. Mm-hmm. Pain's not normal. And so it shouldn't, if you have pain that's that's occurring, you know, more than, you know, a few days or certainly after a week and you're continuing to have pain, you need to get it addressed. And it's just normally you don't have to have pain long term. Uh, there's things that we can do with almost everything that's that's hurting you. I mean, there's literally, I mean, you shouldn't have pain on a regular basis. That's certainly mm-hmm. affecting your activities and your quality of life. And so when those, and that's when we do things. If it's affecting your activities, your quality of life, then we need to do something about it. But mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, don't you know whether it be an ingrown nail, you know, it's hurting you. That's pain. Yeah. Get it addressed. Yeah. You know, don't suffer with it because one, that's an infection and it hurts and affects you know, your daily activities. And so you should just come in when things are bothering you and it doesn't seem normal. It probably is not normal, and you should just get a specialist to. To, to, to see and get it addressed and what makes us different it's just kind of things we talked about we're going to you know, try to yeah. treat you good take care of you uh, ho- hopefully have a, a good experience while you're here uh, we have multiple locations we're going to get you in that day you need to get in that day you call if, you, if, if my office and you if you really need to get in that day and my office tells you you can't uh, you know we'll get email my office manager say you <laughs> need to talk to my office manager alright you're going to yeah. get in alright we'll get you in one of our locations that day and so and that, that's kind of the thing we're going to get you in I, you know, I, I like I like now. You know, so mm-hmm. when I when I need a doctor, I call around, and whoever gets me in right now, I'm in. And so that's the kind of thing. If you need to get in, you know, just call and want, seriously. If, you, if my office tells you you can't get in and, and you really want to get in, say, can I speak to your office manager and mm-hmm. he'll get you in. And we'll, we'll get you in. And so that's the kind of thing too. We're we'll gonna get you in right. quick and get you out, um, and just like to make sure it's a it's a good experience while you're here and and, and try to address everything uh, in a, in a good fashion. What's the website so where patients can if they want to go make an appointment yeah, or they need to contact yeah, you? Drgraph.com. Yeah, oh, that's, cool. that's it. It's pretty easy. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully, I, hopefully we we see him see Man, him out here. I hear that. So I appreciate your time. Yeah, Dr. well, thanks Graf. for coming I mean, by. It's been that great. It's been fun. Excellent. Yeah, it's fun. So we have to do more of this. No, for sure, yeah. man. Yeah, I have a lot more questions. And, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. He said, "Come up more, uh, good. No, yeah. no, more, more personal. Like, why my feet oh, falling right. asleep? Why my feet killing me? Yeah, yeah. my feet falling asleep. Well,